Ladies and gentlemen, up until now you've seen the creature perform the simple mechanics of motor activity, but for what you're about to see next, we must enter quietly into the realm of genius. genius. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, Damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Hit it! The, the, the Sketchomatic Show. A week off the podcast. Sketchy. Sketchy. Feeling refreshed and recharged. Yeah! And always thrilled to be here with you. I appreciate your company and your business right here with me. Sketch O Maddox. This episode, we are going to feature a very dear friend of mine from way, way, way back. This man is DJed all over the world. Uh, he's been an innovator in the DJ realm for decades. Wow. It is because of this man, this innovator, that influenced so many DJs from all over the world to get into the DJing game, including myself. In today's episode, we dive deep into his history, uh, his upbringing, and the recent loss of his father. I'd like to say thank you to my special guest for allowing himself to be so open and so vulnerable in this podcast. This podcast would be a safe space for that, for people to explain their life story without feeling judged or put into a certain narrative or type of light or a woe is me type of feeling. It's not any of that. It's life. And we talk about it. And we talk about the DJing as well and the music and the radio and all that. I just wanted to say thank you to my special guest up front because it is such an honor and a pleasure to have this man with me on this episode. Oh, before I even forget, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that this podcast was recorded at iHeart Studios, meaning there's multiple studios in the building. From time to time, I'll record the podcast in one studio or maybe put recorded in another studio. And this time around, in this episode, episode 12. 12. There's good news and there's bad news. The bad, I'll start with the bad news. The bad news is this podcast was previously recorded in a prod room that unfortunately had a technical glitch in one of the mics. Okay. Now, in all of my effort and all of my knowledge to try to remedy this glitch in the microphone, which was causing the microphone to not record clearly. Uh, I couldn't fix it, and I was pressed for time. I was in a time restraint. I had to get the interview recorded, get it going so that I can tend to my other obligations for the rest of the day, meaning my regular job. I decided to press on with the interview and just record it as is. The good news is it's my mic. My mic sounds like shit. <laughs> Fortunately, my special guest mic sounds crispy clean like a washing machine. It's like night and day. Okay, so just as a disclaimer up front, please forgive the crappy sounding microphone, which I was on, but today's special guest was on the proper microphone, and I will make sure to fix that moving forward. Okay, without further ado, episode 12. Let's dive in. Oh my God. Oh my God. Get your special guest from the world famous beat junkies a 
and B. Jackie's Institute of Sound, Mr. Chuck. That's right, you heard her. From the world famous Beat Junkies. Ooh, man, it is so good to see you, Mr. Chuck. Hey, what up, Sketchomatic? How you doing, sir? He is on the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Man. And this is. Long time coming. Probably one of the longest overdue interview interaction conversations oh. I've been meaning to have. Oh, man. Because, Thanks, man, we go so far back. Yes, You're a do. dear friend of mine. I know I haven't yeah. seen you. For quite some time in person, yeah. we've run into each other yeah. uh, here and there over you know some industry stuff. Actually, the last time I saw was you Big Boy's party. was Big Boy's party yeah. when he got the uh, the walk with Star on the Walk of Fame. Exactly, yeah. and congratulations so, again to Big Boy yeah, for that. Yeah, congrats, and Big. I, what up, Big? Yes, sir, Big. Yeah. He was on the podcast recently too. Yeah, I saw, I saw the, I saw the post about yeah. that man. Yeah, really, we dove deep into a two hour convo. Ooh. Yeah, it was really. I could have I could have talked to him for like another thirteen days. You yeah, know what I mean? Course. Like. The radio history and all that, but yeah. this today we are featuring you, Mr. Chalk. Hey, hey, it hey. is so wonderful to have you here. And I gotta admit, uh, I was nervous. Like I said to you, pre-podcasting, what? I was a little nervous because I hadn't seen you in so long. And because I know you, and this is a good a good nerve. It's just a good excitement uh-huh. uh, because I was like, man. When he comes to the show, like I, I want him, you know, when he comes because we're recording from the iHeart Studios. Yes. And we were talking, oh, we could have recorded this, you know, at your house. I yeah. Could it. We could have done it over Zoom and we could just smoke together and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I felt like you deserve the treatment of coming to the station. Yeah, that means you a know, lot of sketch. Yeah, you, man. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're a pioneer in the DJing hip hop uh, music world, man. You know, you're just, you're one of those guys. I'm that definitely really, an old guy now. Well, so <laughs> well pioneer means yeah. an old guy to me. <laughs> I feel, well, pioneer in the sense of you were like one of the innovators that made it what it is today, especially on the West Coast, for sure. Man, thank you um, for that. And it's, it's, it's just a fact because for me, Growing up DJing, I watched Big Boy DJ, I watched mm-hmm. DJ Ray DJ. Uh-huh. But then DJ I, Ray. Yeah, yeah, remember DJ Ray? Shout yeah. out to DJ Ray. What up, Ray? But like there was, uh, when I got to see you and like, you know, E-Man back in the day, before I even went what to up, work E-Man? with, yeah. yeah. When I saw you guys doing your thing, it took it to another level for me. It was like Tron. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. It was like it was it was mystical, and there was no social media. Right, there was no right. way of I didn't know what you looked like. I know it originally went by Mister Chocolate, right? Yeah. Before, well, well, before Mister Chocolate, um, it was always DJ Chocolate, uh, yeah. DJ Choc. You right. know, and then when I got to Power in '95. Uh, I decided to take the DJ off because I felt like everyone was becoming a, you know, right. I've seen the trend of DJing yeah. come and go so many different times. And so at that time, when I got to power, I saw that the trend of DJing coming back again, everybody was putting DJ in front of their name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, at that point when I got to power, it was 10 years for me, um, for DJing. Oh, you already put in a decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I put in a decade. So I was like, you know. I think I'm going to switch my name now that I'm on this, like, on my, now that, now that I'm at my dream job, which is Power 106. And I want to ask you, but I want to dive into that. If, it, yeah. if we could take a side dive. Yeah, yeah, of before course. We get in, well, I want you to finish the name change, mm-hmm. yeah. but I want to, I really was thinking, like, I never asked you this. How did you not, not only get into DJing, uh-huh. what was that inspiration, but what got you to Power like yeah what, yeah yeah we can so, talk about I mean, all that I, there's just so many questions and of course about djing the craft itself i want to yeah. get into the 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 beat junkies yeah 
hold on, I want to get this right. Say it for me. Beat Junkie Institute of Sound. So it's so fancy and so uh, <laughs> it's so professional. It sounds yeah. like almost like a Dolby Atmos. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's, okay, it, so. we, it's definitely like a scratch dojo, a, 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 a DJ yes. dojo for sure. And that's what we we um, we we strive to be. I want to talk that about place. that as well, and, and the start of that, and where it is today, yeah, and how it survived through COVID. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Just avenues of uh, conversation to have with you, Mr. Chalk. Yeah, let's, let's but do again, it. I have to thank you for taking the time to come down here. Hey, to, my my pleasure, I know sketch, we live man. Close by, but yeah, man, we, so we've been good. we've been homies for the, for the longest, man. And so, like, you call, man. I'm I'm, I'm coming all, you, all the time, man. Thank you, sir. But uh, to go back to uh, yeah, so, my name change, yeah. so. Yeah, after 10 years of DJing and when I finally got the opportunity, myself and C-Minus, my brother, Almighty Roughnecks, we got the uh, opportunity to, opportunity to come and, and try out for power. And, um, that and how, was, how did you do that? Who, who uh, We were this? actually, uh, well, we had been doing radio for, uh, I want to say like two, three years at that point. Where? Um, in Bakersfield. That's where, okay. And, and okay. We, 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 we grew up with the Baker Boys. That's so myself right. and C-Minus and Eric and Nick and, you know, family. the whole Vidal family, you know, yeah. we're saying we all grew up together yeah. and. Um, shout out to the Baker. Yeah, shout out to the Baker boys for sure. Man. Those guys are. My man, we, I actually sure. just went to a birthday party for Eric V. Yeah. Um, I saw last, that post. last Friday. Yeah. I saw that post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys look real dapper. Oh, thanks, man. Real distinguished <laughs> gentlemen. Look yeah, yeah. You. you know, we got the we got the silver fox thing going it's on still now. Dope, I like the charcoal gray. In your yeah, video. yeah. Well, this, Here's the thing about Mr. Chuck. If I got a side side digress real quick yeah, about yeah, the course. physical, because we're not on video, and I do this on purpose right. for myself. Because well, let's face it, I'm a funny looking guy. I don't belong on video. Voice for television, face for radio. As they always say. But <laughs> Come with on you, now. Mr. Chuck, when I saw you, you. You don't age, man. I, mean, uh, it's like, yes, I do. You have the gray. <laughs> yeah. But your face still looks the same. Yeah. As it did back then. <laughs> it's just you're just older in the terms of age years. Yeah. But yeah, your for face, sure. the, there's no wrinkles. Yeah. Well, you got great skin. Oh, thanks, What's going man. on here? Thank you, you're like Benjamin Button, but in, in like you're just holding. Well, steady. they always say the whole thing, black don't crack. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna run with that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, man, I just wash my face and, <laughs> and keep moisturizers <laughs> on my face. You know, I'm, we're, we're, black people, we gotta put lotion That's on true. so I like mean, you look like, at big he's still he looks better now yeah and, yeah know, obviously he just he's he's aged well you grow into yourself but you yeah. you, you look great mr chuck thank, i mean thank I you so it. much you man. really do and i'm not just blowing smoke even though i'd like to blow smoke with you yes yes for thank sure you. but yeah okay so <laughs> the bakers the vidal the vidal family yes right? yes they, you're growing up in bakersfield and and they get into radio you follow yeah. suit or we, we were always fans of LA radio from from 1580 K Day. So mm -hmm. the thing is, how I even connected with the Baker Boys, I was always a b boy, a break dancer. So my whole introduction into the DJ world comes from break dancing. Ah. And I saw when I first see the thing is, I was buying records at the age of 13, just for dancing purposes. And though. who were some of your artists back then in the eight in the, like the 80s and stuff? Uh, break dancing that like Egyptian Lover. Like all like the the techno hop records, yeah. so we're talking like like Planet Rock and like it's time. Yeah, it's time, Hashim. Yeah, it's time. Um, Cybertron, clear. Twilight Twenty Two, Electric Kingdom. So I was buying like all those records because I was I was breaking back then. Mm -hmm. um, I'd always like heard scratching and 
my introduction to DJing is when I was actually at like a b-boy battle in Bakersfield at Rollertown. How hip hop is that? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Rollertown. And, and uh, um, yeah, you know, like <laughs> roller rink. And um, I know we had World on Wheels out here. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I used to come out for that yes, also too. Dude, you know, we would do like parties, our appearances there before power. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's gone. yeah. So uh, me being at those break breakdancing battles, um, I would see a guy by the name of DJ Sparkle who just passed away. Rest oh, in peace. Man, rest in peace, Sparkle. And um. Sparkle would be playing like two copies of the same record and I was like oh that's how they do it because I was always yeah, curious about like yeah. how do they make it sound Me too. there were certain things that like you know how are they going back and forth back like and forth and rewinding and, and yeah. starting it over and why is it why is certain things repeating yeah. you know so I, I didn't understand that but then I saw it in, in, in person and that just changed your life changed instantly. everything it instant it was an instant and how change how old are you at this point 13 13 no, yeah 13 yeah. 14 you're like no, a, a yeah, brand new yeah, 13 14 years old yeah. and you're seeing DJing in mm-hmm. person for the, at a b boy battle, and you break dance to yeah, this, I was, to this I was, DJ. I was, DJ, I was breaking, yeah. And did I you win breaking. the the battle? Um, the last battle that we had in Bakersfield, uh, my group, uh, the Four Masters, we won the very last battle ah, uh, yeah. in, in Bakersfield that, that that they had. And so, yeah, we like to say, like, yeah, we're the champs, man. You know what I'm saying? But and there's something else that just popped into mind about like Jurassic Five. I mean, yeah. all the different hip hop, like roads you've traveled is phenomenal i mean you've lived and you're still living it but so far up to this very point right now in 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 our lives together Uh you've done so much you've traveled so much you've dj'd all over the world right yeah i mean i don't even know where to begin but let's 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 Uh, keep going well yeah you know i'm just so excited I, I, i will say this that when i was um a young teen and before i saw sparkle mm it was something that I like, you know, I would always listen to mix shows. So yeah. we had like, a, you know, a, a local mix show, um, in, in Bakersfield, a guy by the name of coffee dog, oh, rest in peace. And, and the Baker boy, great falling yeah, soldier, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we, I would listen to those, those shows and, and just like kind of get hip to the music or whatever. Like I was like, like when hip hop started, I was right there and I was right. all on top yeah. of it. You know what I'm saying? I was writing down lyrics. I learned all the lyrics to rock the bells. I used to rap along with LL Cool J when the song was playing. rapping as well? I tried a little bit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to call myself a shower rapper. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but in high school I rapped a little bit like for like maybe two years and then, uh, after I started getting a DJing, I started DJing at the age of fifteen. So I started buying records at the age of thirteen because of breakdancing, and, and just then, collecting the records, and just collecting the records, and just like so I could have something. Now, at, were you buying doubles to. before the turntables came about? Uh, n- no, I was only buying singles at the right. time. So I was mainly buying twelve-inch singles. Right. I mean, um, plus you know buying records back then was still pricey. Yeah, and I still mean? didn't understand like right. what the whole thing about doubles yet until I actually saw it in front of me, and then right. when I saw it in front of me, I was like, oh. I see, I see. Okay. Two copies. Two you copies. Two copies of the same record. Sounds expensive. Still, yeah, very expensive. I still didn't know what I was doing, but I understood that in order for me to uh, to get better at these these uh, techniques that I'm seeing in front of me, I have to buy. And it was Technique 1200s even back then. Yes. And, and, and they're still around. And they're I the mean, best turntables ever. They are. They, they, they are actual tanks. I mean, the, who the, created those things, man? <laughs> who came up with it? And just the way they look is so yeah. mysterious. Like yeah. the dots on the side with the yeah. red stroke. Well, the light. dots on the side, right. you they, know what those are. They those tell are, the speed. Yeah, you right, can tell right. the speed. But so still, mm-hmm. to think of that idea... And then to have that red light 
you know, uh, and the, the the power switch, and then yeah. the other little light. It's all the little cool lights yeah, that yeah. work together. Yeah, and then we're talking. Oh, early. you're talking about the light that that, yeah. that you actually hit and it comes up, it and, comes and, up, and, right? and, then, and then you can see the, the grooves on the record. Yeah, yeah, you can see the needle on the groove, which you yeah. really don't need anymore, thanks to Phase. Yeah, you know, yeah. and all that. But but people, but, but yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that yes, too. Yes, we'll talk about I Phase just, and everything in, too. In essence of the turntable itself, mm-hmm. it fascinates me that there's a lot of turntables that exist, but that yeah. is that became the staple. Yeah. Of DJing from the very beginning. There's a lot of companies that have come close to replicating what oh, the, yeah. the Technique 1200 is, mm. but I will say the Technique 1200 still stands alone. And in, in, as far as like for yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, if I go somewhere and on my rider, I definitely have Technique 1200s over everything else. Now, yeah. if they have something like a, a, a Pioneer turntable or or any type of, uh, you know, say I can't even think of all the other Vestex companies. Vestex and, and Vestex. Rain. Rain has turntables now. No, Rain now. doesn't. Well, they have controllers. Right. Rain doesn't have turntables. Oh. Oh, actually, Rain has um, uh, the uh, the big controller. Yeah, the big controller it, turntable. It looks like it has the Technique yeah, no, plates. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I, it, I it's it's similar to a turntable. Those are actually pretty good. Those the the actually, Rain controllers. Those are the closest of controllers I, I ever, and I grant you, I don't DJ nearly as much as you do. Uh-huh. I do DJ a little bit here and there, and I DJ in, in Madison. In Wisconsin, oh, really? for a CrossFit game, oh, uh, look thing. At you. and it was like during the festivities and the different games and stuff. But they had a controller there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, I don't know how to use this thing." Yeah, and you know, the guy in charge, uh, DJ Lucky Lou, was like, "Man, just figure Lucky it out." Lou. Yeah, Lucky like, Lou from here, yeah, yeah. LA? yeah. Oh, what up, Lou? What he up, like, man? He, he brought me out there for the for the for the games, and he, it was a team of DJs that he he put together. And, mm-hmm. and I just was a little again, I was nervous. I, he's like, "Bro, you're not DJing at Tau. The Rain Twelves. Yeah. I, I kept thinking, yes. like, what do they call the Rain Twelves? Yeah, so yeah. like, but it was cool, man. Yeah, Go. but but I've rocked on those. I, I've rocked on. I pretty much rocked on any type of turntable. But yeah. again, for me, I need I need the Technique twelve hundreds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you still have the original Technique twelve hundreds you had when you were fifteen? Now, no, I don't. You got rid of them. Um, no, well, they. <laughs> I won't even go into the oh, story okay. what happened to those, but um, no, I have some new ones since oh, then. Right, you right, know, right, right. I, I wish I still had those because yeah. then, like, like, you know, it's always good to kind of like remember where you come from and yeah. and like kind of like I have every mixer that I've ever had. Wow, um, and I still have all of those, and I keep those just to remember, like the struggle to like because now yes. like like we have like the best equipment now that the dj world has I ever mean, had top of the line yeah serato yeah. um you know pioneers definitely making the top of the line mixers with the s9 s11 s7 they're like nikes uh, of yeah. dj world yeah you yeah know what Pi- I mean? pioneers yeah. done it and, for and, sure and definitely salute to pioneer they're definitely one of our sponsors at the school also too along with serato yeah man um and you that's know, something else that's amazing that yeah. you guys put together that school yeah, you know, an institute. I'm sorry, it's not a school. It's an institute. The, the, the institute of yeah. sound. What's crazy is that I started teaching DJing. Well, okay, let's let's take it back. Let's so, take it back. Let's rewind so, a little bit. And by the way, you're totally feel free to side digress, digress into yeah. inception of digression. <laughs> there's no. I mean, obviously, there's a somewhat of a structure, and there's so many questions to get to. But if you yeah. think of something, you dive into it. Yeah, yeah. We, we fast forward I, back and all that. I, I've been DJing for 37 years now at this point. Wow. And uh, with no, no, um, no break, no. Um, you never took a vacation, like a year off. No. Wow. 
No. The longest I've ever been from it was probably when, um, this year when my dad passed, and uh, uh, that was for a month. Now, I want to get know. into that, too, because I, yeah. I, I you know, we're, as big, big Boy would say, we're part of a fucked up club. Yeah. Which, you know, losing your parents is, is yeah. a very tough. Is your mom still with us? No. no my your mom, mom passed. My mom passed actually 10 years ago. Oh, um, shit. So she, and the, yesterday was my daughter's birthday. Right. Happy and, birthday, um, Amanda. And um, my, my mom passed on my daughter's birthday 10 years what? ago. So yes, yesterday was the 10 year anniversary. Well, I won't say anniversary, but well, the 10 yeah, year, ten year the, of yeah, her passing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, my, my mom, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I fully can relate. Yeah. yeah. But with your pops, you were close to your father. My dad took off when I was 16. So, uh-huh. you know, my dad, I always seeked male role models throughout my life from a very early age once my dad started kind of drifting out of the picture. Yeah. But he still taught me about recording and audio. So he left somewhat of an impression on me and he wasn't right. a bad guy right but your father and you seem very very close we were very close right. um and, I, and I was close with, I, was, I was close with my mom also too calvin calvin uh, my, that's right. my dad calvin, calvin thurston, thurston right. yeah and um my I, I was always in awe of my dad my dad wasn't into like music or anything he was more like um he's a, a farmer or a very hard worker um you know, he taught me a lot of different things from driving, um, how to ride a horse, wow. you know, because I grew up on a farm, yeah. you know, and that's what, that's in what my mom, right? in Bakersfield, in, yeah. In your parents were from Bakersfield my, originally? My mom and dad are originally from Texas. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, they, they moved at an early age because of just like how people were being treated back totally, then, black man. people especially, of course. you know, so they like left. a different it. planet back then. Yeah, yeah. So they left at an early age to came, come to California for more opportunity and, and thank God they did, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how I would be if I would have grown up in those places where like there's still a lot of, a lot of racial tension right now right, you know what man. I'm saying and and you know I grew up with my mom and dad telling me stories of things that they went through and the struggles man yeah the real, struggles bro. and you know being in Bakersfield that's the only place I really experienced a lot of racism where people actually use the n-word when describing us because you know for uh for me you know I, I'm I'm black but I'm like you know like I'm the type of black where like you could like oh he He's dark skin right. black. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you know what I'm I saying? Feel you're not like the like a Beyonce tone or something. Right, right. I'm not yeah. light skin. You right, know what I'm right. saying? So you could definitely see that I, oh he's black, you know what I'm saying? Or or probably put some people think I'm Dominican or Puerto Rican yeah, or after see, they hear my real name because yeah, my real name is Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know, Carlos is such a it's a it's a good name and you look like it fits you. But so does Mr. Chalk. But yeah, you yeah. look like I mean, look at me. I people think I'm Armenian, they think I'm it could be Egyptian, Persian. <laughs> they don't know what I never thought like, about that. They still don't know what yeah. sketch is for real. You know what I mean? I'm Mexican. And I've said that on the podcast, you know, I'm from Mexico City. Uh-huh. I don't speak Spanish, right? Uh-huh. Uh, do you speak Spanish? You do. Right? Uh, very, no, very little. Poquito. Poquito mas. Yes. I like eating yeah. there. It's great. Yes, it's yeah. very good. Remember, I love poquito mas. Poquito mas? Yes, right across the street from Power. Have the one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, so you, with your father. Um, yeah, I learned wanted, a lot from him just as far as like quick, being a I wanted a, to being, offer my condolences for that. Thank you, I, I thank said you. it earlier, but I wanted to officially say it publicly, podcast publicly, that I am sorry about that, man. Thank and you it, so much, You man. know, that affects me too yeah. because it, it is such, it's such a void. You it know? is, it, and, and it's something that I'm still yeah, trying processing. to, the processing, mm-hmm. still um, grieving over. I'm still trying to figure out mm-hmm. like, that void will never ever be filled, no. but you know, I find myself lost sometimes. You Absolutely. know, like because I used to call him just to like, not even like to get any um, advice or anything, but just to talk to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? And how and, old was your father? 
My dad was uh, 93. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a long. Yeah, he that's lived. A long, he lived his he life lived through COVID. Yeah, he you lived know? through COVID. And then we've we've suffered other losses as well. I want to point out in spotlight. Buys one. Buys one Shout was was Buys was one my oldest season. friend. Yes. Um, I've known Buys since I was 13 years old. And he was also from Bakersfield. Yes, also from Bakersfield. I didn't know that. We met. Um, he was in an, an opposing b-boy crew called um, the Uptown Rockers. I was in a group called the Floor Masters. So that's how we originally met. Um, at, at a young age, like. 12, 13 years old because mm-hmm. um, from b-boying but we didn't know each other back then we just knew of each right, other right right because of we, the didn't, we didn't officially crew. meet until right. um, I was 15 and um, did you guys face off in a, in a battle uh, no, I mean our crews battled right, each other right. but but we never uh, faced off against each other as, as far as like individual solo dancing yeah solo like, dancing no we never battled each other like yeah, that yeah, but my official introduction to buys came um, at the age of 15 a mutual friend of ours um and him came and picked me up at high school mm. and in 85 and wow. uh and it's so funny just to tell you the story real quick so you know again like i'm at this point at 15 85 um, i'm getting into djing and so i know who like the heavyweight djs are i know about the mix masters and kd kday 1580 i know i know who everybody is i have i've been recording mixes because where i lived at i lived on the outskirts of bakersfield so where i lived at i could still get um kday at late at night, not during the day, but late at night, I could get it from where I was living at. 50,000 watts. <laughs> AM stereo, KDAY, Santa Monica, Los Angeles. That's crazy. Why do you think now. that was, that the signal came in better it, it at night? It was AM. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even explain it why, but I, what a blessing it was because weird? it definitely steered me in the direction yeah. of becoming a DJ. Oh, absolutely. So, it abs- had its influence on you. Yeah, no for question. sure. So going back to buys, mm-hmm. when buys and my our mutual friend, came and picked me up at high school he was introduced to me as junior which is his which is the name that we always called him right javier javier's his real javier's his real name javier ramirez um, but everyone called him junior something i never knew that until after he passed away yeah i I always thought his name was i mean i thought his last name was buys or something or it was like no that's that's his middle name buys was his graffiti name yeah yeah it was his tag name yeah buys is such a unique name in general b-y-z-e right yeah and that's why he rode with it because you know but uh, for those who don't know buys was amazing at everything buys was amazing at everything but Baez was also, but Baez was it was a, a hell of a graffiti artist at one time, yeah, man, man, and and still was a, a dope artist before he passed, also too. Yeah. But um, going back, so yeah. when they came and picked me up at the, at high school, yeah. they were playing a mixtape on one cassette on a, on a cassette, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and uh, and it was a mix, and somebody was getting busy on the cut, and I was like, man, who is who this? Was it? And then my mutual friend says, my man Mike Rugnow, um, he said, uh, it's, it's this guy right here. Buys one. Buys one. Well, but oh. but it, it was Junior Gonzalez. Oh, it's JG? <laughs> J, J, JG. But the reason why he said Junior Gonzalez because he was trying to say that he was the uh, the cousin or the little brother of Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> From here, Tony G. Legendary Tony G. What up, Tony? Legendary LA pioneer. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. said he was the little brother or, or cousin That's of him. Funny. Was he though? No, he no, wasn't. But he, no, just, he wasn't. Just but just, me, just, yeah. You know, just, just, you know, just. Uh, I get it. Yeah, just talking, talking smack. Or right, right, right. So, um, 
you know, I'm sitting up here in awe of the mix, like, oh my God, I'm sitting next to one of the KD Mix Master's brothers, and I'm tripping out and stuff, and then it was a big joke after like maybe 10 minutes of making them believe me, I was super gullible at the time, and you know, and uh, uh, he eventually introduced himself, and then I I remembered him, I said, oh, you used to be in the Uptown Rockers, Uh, yeah, you used to be in the Floor Masters, and from there, man, we just- Where did Buys come from, though, the name? Buys was again. That was his graffiti name. But so, why, where did he? How did he create that name? I don't remember I, I exactly how he. But you know, like yeah. every every graffiti name always had a, a very unique name and, yeah. a, and a very unique way that they would tag their name. Yeah. So I think just from like the history of seeing graffiti artists and stuff, he wanted to come up with something that was still um, representing for for the B boys, but also for graffiti also too. So I think like Buys just to me, it's always been like a. A super b boy hip hop so cool name like you could yeah. be a graffiti artist, you could be a DJ, you could be a a b boy. All of that with just the name Buys, and that's what he was. He was all of that. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Buys. I miss that dude. But I, yeah, yeah, but he was my oldest friend. Yeah, and um, we came up in this business together along with C minus, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, man, it was just pretty devastating. It was like my my. Dad passed. Yeah, um, he was like your brother. Buys is, Bi- like Bi- is definitely your my brother. Passing. My my dad passed in uh, on Tuesday of uh, two twenty two twenty two. I mean, that is such a significant number. Yeah, it really is. Uh, he passed on on uh, that. That was a Tuesday, if I remember right. correctly. I mean, if there's any more twos in there. Yeah, that's what everyone. Well, his his birthday is twelve twelve twenty eight. Wow, that's my dad's birthday. That's crazy. Twelve twelve twenty eight. When's your birthday? Three four seven. That's right. You're, yeah. you're a Pisces, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, yeah. My, my one of my best friends, Splice. He's uh, March third, and I know Splice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Splice. yeah. What up, Splice? Yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, there's um definitely a connection in the sim- similarities of personalities for and, sure and for friendliness sure. for sure. You know. Anyways, but yes. Uh, so so, so yeah, saying, my, my dad passed um, on a Tuesday, and then um when my dad got sick and went down, I actually left Bakersfield. To go and help my sister take care of our dad. Can you know I ask how? What happened? It was a uh, prostate cancer. Oh yeah. shit, man! But at ninety three, yeah, and he yeah. never suffered from any of those ailments prior to. I that, mean, or did he? Uh, when was we it? he was diagnosed with it, I want to say it was two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Actually, it was two thousand twenty, the beginning, right before the pandemic hit. Mm. He was. Um, we we knew he had prostate cancer, and uh, he had didn't have any complications from it. Right. He was we went to the hospital just to get the regular checkup and stuff. He went in a couple of times for pneumonia, mm. but um, you know, he was a strong man, man, one of the strongest men I've ever known. And um, you know, when all that started happening. It was just um, pretty devastating. So yeah, I went home to go take care of, help take care of him, knowing that, knowing what the in- inevitable was coming. It was coming. It was coming. His, there's nothing you can do about. There's nothing it. you can did, do. Let me you, ask did, you, did he get any? Was he at a treatment, or where they were just like, nah, it's not. No, we we were in and out of the hospital for the last two years, right. and um, you know, just anything that happened to him, he'd go in the hospital for maybe like two or three days, sometimes a week or whatever, then come back home. Uh, my sister would nurse him back to health and he'd be good as new again. But this last time when he went down, we knew that, you know, and even the doctors had told us, like, you guys need to start preparing just yeah. because, you know, a lot of things Did are happening. Did he know? Was he aware? I, I think he was aware, but, you know, he was still, you know, my dad's a super strong man. And, right. you know, he just, he he was very faithful in God also, too. And that's why I think that he never became elderly at, even at his age, because yeah, of his faith, because good. because of his faith in I God, I guess he was ninety three, man. Yeah, because and of his you, faith yeah. in God, yeah. I think that that's what made him 
um, never become elderly, you know, until that last right. couple of weeks. And that's I when I hear you on that. Big said the same thing about becoming older. Yeah. You're older, but you're not elderly. No, he wasn't and elderly that, at that's all. That's a very strong statement because yeah. right? elderly is like almost like a state of mind. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, I wanted to say my uncle, mm-hmm. Jerry, he passed away from pancreatic cancer mm-hmm. and he had just six my months. Is, man. What's that? Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. this is back in 2014 mm-hmm. and I had just moved in with him mm-hmm. to kind of partly be there and I needed a place, you know, and, and it was, it just worked out for both of us and he was 78. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it was weird because he had had a heart attack and he didn't know he was having a heart attack. He went for a quadruple bypass surgery, mm-hmm. you know, best doctors. He had great health insurance, all that. And then they couldn't find, they didn't, they couldn't find the cancer. That's how stealthy that shit is because yeah. then six months later, they diagnose him with, and they're like, didn't you see it? No, because that's what they, they're fucking silent killers, man. Yeah, they're yeah. like silent killers. They, 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 you know? It creeps up on you and it just takes over your whole body. It's and- just, and it all, my point is, is I, there's nothing you can do. It's that the inevitable is happening. Yeah. All you can do is stand by and watch it happen. Yeah. And, and just and, and, the and, 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 and the thing was just making them comfortable. You right. know what I'm saying? Like we, we, my sister and I at that point were, were done with leaving him in the hospital and being around strangers. We wanted him to be around family. Yes, of course. And it's my, and so, my uncle said the same thing. He told we, my we, cousins, don't we, let me die in a hospital. We took on the full yeah. responsibility of yeah. just taking care of him. Hospice, before. right? Yeah, hospice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we took, brought him to the house and took care of him. Oh, and that's, that's exactly um, what we had promised as children to both our mom and our dad. Right. And, um, you know, we were as, as bad and as, as you know, um, heartbreaking as it was you know it was still something that my sister and i especially my sister my sister was pretty much um you know the um the one that to take care of him the most you know, right because you know, he lived with her right i didn't even know you had a sister yeah yeah you know, I mean, i've known you for since i was 19 years old yeah, bro yeah, and I'm my younger sister now. jackie i love you sis yeah well, shout out to jackie man yeah, yeah I, my sisters ariana and Raina, they took care of my mom yeah. my sister's a pediatric nurse yeah um my sister Raina worked for the court systems up in Nevada. Yeah. And it's it's just wild because, you know, we were for a while we were kind of estranged from each other. Mm-hmm. But then my mom's inevitable demise from liver failure. Yeah. Which was yeah. brought on by alcohol. I remember your mom too. She yeah, was so you nice, man. My mom, yeah, yeah, Diana. She would make us tacos, yeah, chicken tacos yeah, on my birthday yeah. and bring walk so them cool. around the station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like there's so many good and the good thing is the silver lining in losing a parent is how much for me personally how much it put things into perspective yeah. uh, it, i stopped drinking yeah you know I, I didn't stop drinking right away it took a while yeah. but i think i went a little heavier on the beer once my mom passed i kept partying not maybe out of depression out of COVID. Yeah, i mean just, just I to just escape like to the reality high, for a second you know I mean? yeah it was my problem yeah. it was like i'm addicted to the partying yeah. and going out and being around all that. But then as I got older, I remember just one day I woke up on new year's day of, of 2021 mm-hmm. after COVID or during COVID, but kind of on its way kind of into a more open, open state where people are getting back to work and whatnot. Right. 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 And dude, I woke up and I went and bought my, it was six o'clock in the morning. I went and bought myself a six pack of Stella on new wow. year's morning from seven <laughs> 11. And every sip I took chalk was mm. like, trying to drink like chlorine or something you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it was like it my body was like that's it my uh, body literally told me that's it yeah and from that point i didn't go to aa i didn't do any i started smoking more weed uh-huh. but i wanted to ask you you stopped drinking as well yeah right? I, I stopped cold turkey i'm gonna get to that right okay, now okay, but, okay. but i just Please. want to talk about um go ahead. so when my dad passed oh, yeah. uh 222 yes 
um, when I went to go take care of my dad, mm-hmm. um, Baez had had um, was in the hospital, and this is so close to each other. Yes, yeah. it, it was. It, he he was in the hospital from December. Um, he went into the hospital in December, but I couldn't go see him because he uh, he had COVID. COVID, right? Um, um, so I would I would just text him every day. Right. He sent me videos, let me know how he was doing. We talk and everything. I was just you know, I was super worried about him. Of course, and my my biggest fear was him catching it. Just because I just knew like he was, um, you know, he was always out and I was just always nervous about that, yeah, you know, man. and for me when COVID like came around, I pretty much, I, I said, oh, I'm oh, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm staying home. Same here. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I still wear a mask a lot today. Um, but yeah, Baez got sick and then he was in the hospital and so I was interacting with him and trying to, you know, get ready to go see him when he, whenever they would allow us to come, him, allow him to have visitors. Mm. And then in the, in the midst of that happening, my dad got sick. And then that's when I went home to go take care of him. And then uh, for those two weeks before my dad passed, Baez and I didn't get a chance to talk or anything. Mm. So my dad passed on a Tuesday, right. on 222. Right. And then Baez passed two days later. Another two. Yeah. But it, but there's, there's a, such a weird connection with um, everything with Baez and my dad because it's like July 31st is Baez's birthday. Mm-hmm. My dad last year had a heart attack on Baez's birthday. What the fuck? July 31st. I mean, and did your yeah. uh, Baez and your dad, did they know each other? My, my dad, um, um, Baez knew my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not, they, they weren't close or anything, but he knew my family. Right. My they fa- knew, yeah. Yeah, they knew each other. Which is, you know, pretty, uh, these days when you know somebody's family like that. Yeah, and it, I know it, his yeah. whole family and yeah. I, I love his family and shout out to the Ramirez family I and know, everybody, man. man and. I love you guys. Yeah, um, man. There's a lot of a lot of loss happening lately, Chuck. Yeah. Around everywhere. You know, a lot of people have lost and it's it feels like a lot of times it only happens to it's only happening to you. Yeah, it really does, it does man. Right? It really does. It really does. And and it's consoling to know that it's not just you. And, and yeah. to know when that when your father passed, Chuck, it affected me. I felt bad. I cried a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Like I mm. saw that post and I was like, Man, I never met your dad. Yeah. You met my mom. Yeah. And that was important to me. Yeah. Um I do want to ask you, like, in regards to your father and your sister, I'm sorry, and buys and all this, and, and the void in general, mm-hmm. I wanted to touch on this. Is like, for me, uh, it's been going on uh, almost, well, it's been five years. It's going to go on six mm-hmm. of my mom passing since 2017, right? That's five years, right? Yes, five years. Right, uh-huh. So, But for me, I, I still feel her with me. Yeah. Like, I feel like not only am I part of her, like, I, I catch myself doing things that she did, yeah. like mannerisms and reactions to funny yeah. things on TV. Yeah. You know, I always, t- I've talked about this prior on, on previous episodes of this podcast where I'm like, I've, I found myself watching like a TV show and a joke will happen. Mm-hmm. And I repeat the joke the exact same way my mom would. Yeah. And I never noticed that till yeah. post her passing. Yeah. And that made me feel close to her. Do you ever feel these things do you feel like yeah well well there's a lot of different things that you know i've I've noticed now just my my mannerisms just just my my humbleness Mm -hmm. um my faith it's like i get that all from my dad my inner strength i get that all from my dad Mm -hmm. but since he's passed Mm -hmm. um what i see and i never paid attention to this before but what i see all the time anytime it's 12 12 Mm. you know because that's his birthday right i say what up dad hey dad how you doing and and but i see it more than I ever have ever. Like I've never paid attention to it. But sometimes I'll look at the clock just at the right time, twelve twelve. And I know that's my dad. And I now know what, that's him. in twenty nineteen what was happening 
anything or was it 2020 uh, 2021 when did it start like for me the 222 thing mm-hmm. became such a significant number for me in 2019 i won't go too deep into it it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with people passing or anything it's more of a a personal relationship a, a friendship that i started with someone that mm-hmm. hit me to the 222 uh situation mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. since then since meeting this person i see 222 everywhere yeah all on the way here a bus passed and mm-hmm. I, you know i walk to work mm-hmm. from my house i live across the street i walk and i see a bus it's the 222 line yeah and i'm just like man you know and to me it's just every time i see that number it's very significant to me and now it's even more significant because your father yeah. passed on that day yeah. and it just it just there's so many mathematical coincidence but it's just like again yeah. like uh for my dad to pass on a tuesday and then buys the past you know two or three days later right. after that you know it's just like it's all it's all, it all, it's it's all connected it's all connected yeah man it's all connected he had a heart attack on his birthday and you know what i'm saying Your father like, my, my dad had a heart attack right. on buys his birthday you know right. what i'm saying and it's just so many other things i could go into right. man but but you know um i, I miss both of them of greatly um it's definitely affected me in a way that I never thought I would ever be affected. Um, having the two strongest men in my life um, leave at the same time. is yeah. It was um, it's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. And a kick and, to the gut. And then, you know, to even get crazier with everything, how everything's connected, Go ahead. their funerals were back to back. Wow. You mean the same day? No. Oh. Meaning that my dad's funeral was on Friday. And Biza's funeral was on a Saturday. That's right. And, you know, so, I couldn't make it to, to Biza's funeral yeah. at that time. I will apologize for that. No. I was unfortunately having to work mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And it was scheduled prior to me even knowing of Biza's condition. Yeah. And I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And, it and I wanted to, to be there. I did. And yeah. I, I thought of him. And I still think of him all the time. You I, know? I so, was so amazed at everybody yeah. that had came out it was man. a big turnout it was it was a very big turnout man and for both funerals you know, for your father as well my, my dad yeah, yeah it was mostly my family which yeah. was that and that was, was cool. all the way in bakersfield, bakersfield right. yeah and, and, and where I, was bises bises was in long beach that's right and um you know there, there was a few friends that that came down from la for my dad's yeah. funeral also too which i definitely appreciated but um man you know all my, all my all my childhood friends were there at my dad's funeral and then um for buys you know just to see Everybody, lots, so many people I hadn't seen in, in years, possibly decade, a decade or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. To, to it's like almost them. a reunion as well. Yeah, you know, um, it was it was good to see a lot of people, but it was also, you know, Bias helped so many people. Mm. Um, a lot of artists, man. A lot of artists. Yeah. A lot of lot of not 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 just artists though. Just right. people. Just oh yeah. Just he Friends touched so many people, yeah, and yeah. that's what what made me a little bit happy at the funeral was just that. It wasn't just me as C minus and, and and Eric and Nick who right. experienced um, the good heart of buys. It yeah. was all these people who were at the funeral also too. Yeah, man. And um, that and, is and a, that I was grateful. It's a for. very consoling feeling knowing that yeah. there's a, a people you don't know that he knew. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's very beautiful. I was going to speak on just uh, the void situation. I wanted to tell you this just from my own experience. I know your father just passed mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. and for me the you know going on almost well it will be six years before i know it mm-hmm. but right now we're about five and some change mm-hmm. and i i know that i felt this void and i still feel it but i feel like the void becomes uh just somebody like uh it just becomes like what they say like a brick in your pocket you just get used to it it's not that you ever yeah. uh, it's, it's not that it gets easier 
No, it but doesn't. it does get easier because you, it, it the, gets easier. It gets easier because you're able to adapt, adapt, yeah. and and deal with not having the emotional break. I, I never knew I could cry oh, like yeah. I did yeah. this year. Yeah. I didn't know I could it still hits cry you like with that. The most inopportune times. Yeah, and something random will just hit you, yeah. or a scent in the air that will connect you to your childhood yeah. with your pops. Yeah, something random. Yeah, it's not like a song always or a TV show. It'll just you'll be in the supermarket and you'll see a product something on the something will be like boom boom and then same and thing happened and to then me, that bro. emotion comes over yeah. you you know what i'm yeah. saying and i try my best not to tear up anymore i'm, I'm trying my best not hey, to do man, it right now okay, so we're talking bro. about this it's but, okay man um you know it's been a uh, trust me nobody's listening <laughs> stop that everyone's listening uh it's been a uh, you know definitely uh, a year of me figuring a lot of things out after losing um again like i said earlier two of the strongest men i've ever had in my life yeah. one being my dad and yeah. another one being bias you know yeah. what i'm saying that and, was your brother yeah and both have been with me throughout my entire life and you know bias through a majority of my younger younger teen life and into, that, into adulthood yeah in careers and at power i mean he was a record rep right yes. he was a record rep. one can of we, the best can we could dive a little bit into that of course we can yeah. uh, i know we're running out of time no. um but I do want to. Well, let's see how long are we at here. I just want to try. Oh, we're forty-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, in regards to getting to power, and, and you know, you, let's go back now. And I, again, condolences for the losses and whatnot. And I'm so sorry, bro. And I know I can feel your the weight of the heavy heart that you're yeah. carrying. I can feel yeah. it, and I know what that feels like, bro. Yeah. So I can't. I'm not just gonna say like cliche, like oh man, I'm so sorry. I am sorry because I know what the fuck that is, man. Thank you, man. And dude. Yeah. I'm here for you, bro. Yeah. Not just I know you came down for the podcast and we don't see each other or talk that much. You know, we follow each other on Instagram and whatnot. Right. But you know, nowadays it's like reaching out to somebody almost seems like a nuisance. You know what I mean? Like unless yeah. you, if you call someone outright, it's almost like a like, what the fuck? You're not gonna text but, me. For my, my, my thing is when I reach out to people, mm-hmm. it's like I need to be I need to make sure my energy's good. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I need to make sure I don't want to be like talking to anybody about all my problems or all my issues or anything like I've done that over the years and it's just like you know it's, it's training hey man you, know? you used to be there for, for me when I was at power and when we were at power together and I would have those rough nights sometimes yeah. remember? and I would come in to talk to you as you did overnight yeah uh-huh. and I remember it was early on this is like you know 1998 yeah and uh I was a young man and and just very uh intimidated by the position I held mm-hmm. and a, a disappointing the powers that were above me, not just yeah. big, but you know, at the time, Rick yeah. Cummings, it was, it was Cummings, yeah, yeah, you know, you want, Michelle Mercer. everybody had their money riding on me yeah. and I, at times I just couldn't handle it. And you yeah. were there to, to listen to me. Yeah. And I remember even vividly, I remember coming into you one night, like probably crying. I was so upset and I would stay there late. You know, it was mm-hmm. only me producing and this is early years yeah. and, and very naive sketchomatic. I wasn't even sketchomatic then, mm-hmm. but I remember coming to you and going like chalk and you were like, you just listened. And I remember after you were like, dude, sketch, you're going to be all right, man. Just, you know, just hang in there. And you gave me the words, a a voice of reason and a kind of a shoulder to cry on. But then I went back to the studio and I had the station on in the other office, like outside of the studio that I was in. Uh And I could hear you go on the air. And I remember you gave me a shout out and you're like, man, shout out to my man sketch. I want to tell you, man, keep your head up. And I think you went into Tupac, keep your head up. Oh wow! And I was like, <laughs> man, like that meant so much to me. And I remember in that moment, it occurred to me like, here I am, the skinny kid from Culver city working at power now at yeah. 19 years old. Uh-huh. And 
I had Mr. Chalk shouting me out and listening to my problems. So if I can return that favor and reciprocate <laughs> that to you, regardless if it's on this podcast or if it's just a phone call, you can reach out to me anytime. And I'll I, be I there appreciate that so much, man. And, and, you know, you've always been there for me, Sketch, yeah, and, and, and just thank you for, for everything. And, and, even, and even inviting me to this podcast, you know I what I'm did. saying? I've been wanting to have you on. You're, you're a very living legend. You're very much a living legend in the hip-hop, DJing, not just hip-hop, but in all of the music realm thank you because uh, i know you you can be open format i've seen you do yeah, yeah. i've seen you do the parties where you're going from like you, i've seen you play like happy days into like jay-z and shit you know what i mean like crazy i'd get a bottle thrown at my head if i tried something like that it'd be, it'd be a, a riot creative transition yeah it's very nice man you know it's, it reminds me of like the the vice days you know yeah like, yeah shout out to dj vice yeah, man shout out my to brother vice. um you guys definitely started a, a, a movement in the, uh, to me, it was like AM, U, Vice, open format, yeah. kind of, it was very cool back then, yeah. being able, and, and playing on vinyl. Yeah, this yeah. is the other thing. You were yeah. you started on vinyl before Serato. Yeah, now yeah. everybody's a DJ. Granted, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. But we're talking about lugging around heavy records. Yeah. And For I mean. Over 20. I didn't, yes. it, my thing is that I was on vinyl for 20 plus years right. before Serato came out. So when I made the transition from vinyl to Serato, it made sense because I had 20 years of experience on vinyl. Now, right. most of these people who are getting on Serato now yeah. have never even touched no. vinyl before. Now it's just a hipster thing. Yeah. To, oh, it's cool. It's vintage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I want to go back a little bit before yes. we start getting into the DJ thing. Um, talk about, we were talking about alcohol. And yes. uh, like, I stopped drinking when I turned 40. I'm 52 now. Wow, damn, 12, I, I, another 12. Uh, yeah, yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? I didn't even think about that, See? but you're right. Pops wow. is here, man. Yeah, yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. But I yeah, know, man. I, I stopped when I was 40 just because, you know, every year when I turn, every decade, I, I give up something, mm -hmm. you know? So when I turned 30, I gave up red meat, mm. um, and I haven't touched red meat since. Wow, um, do you still eat chicken? Oh, okay, like great. like a like a animal, <laughs> <laughs> like a hunter. <laughs> Rawr, yeah, chicken. Yeah. Um, I try my Savage. best to stay away from fried foods. Mm -hmm. Also, too, you know, what I'm saying especially as we get older, we gotta definitely watch what we're putting in our bodies. Right. But yeah, I gave up drinking just because I went back to the days of uh, well, one, like I said, every every decade I gave up something. So when I turned forty, I said I'm going to give up drinking. But I also started thinking about where I was at at that point in my career and in my DJ life. Like I was 30, I think when I started thinking about like giving up alcohol, I was think, I think I was like 37, 38. I was actually getting ready, I was going through a divorce at the time. Mm. And, I, and I was drinking heavily at that time also yeah, too. We drank together. Oh yeah, yeah. man, shout out to the Hennessy brothers. <laughs> DJ Echo. Shout out to the Christian brothers, because that's Eric Deluxe, after. DJ Ron. Oh my God. Yeah, 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 my, yeah, my brothers right there, we used to drink DJ all the Ron, time. DJ Ron, man. Yeah, oh, DJ man, Ron. Where is he? I want to say hi to, say Ron, hi to him. First. What up, Ron? How you doing, man? Yeah, Ron I, I, Ron's still doing legend. his thing. Yeah, yeah super, dude. super legend. Quiet giant. Eric Deluxe too, man. You know what I'm saying? I saw him at Priscilla's the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, him and Scratchy. Oh, wow. Scratchy, what up? Scratchy, yeah, shout DJ out to Scratchy. DJ Echo also too, yeah, man. man. That was my man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Um, Hollaboys. The Hollaboys, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Shout yes, out to Hollaboys. But yeah, I wanted to to let go. Yeah, what uh, made you give up? What was I, it that again? Every decade, I gave up something. So uh, I was turning forty. I said, okay, what am I going to give up? Did it ever become a problem though, Chalk? Did it ever? Become no, a but but I'm but I'm gonna tell you why. Go 
because because at the age of 38, again, I'm, I'm kind of going through a depression. I had just left Power 106. I was gone. I left Power 106 in 2006 after an 11-year run. Damn, bro. And, um, it was that long? It was 11 years I was there. Yeah, wow. yeah. And, you know, I, I went through a depression moment for a minute because at, at that time I was separated from my, my ex-wife, who was my wife, current wife at the time. Right. And uh, I was getting ready to go through divorce. So, you know, I went back on the club circuit, started traveling a little bit more. But I was in these clubs, man. I was drinking and just yeah. DJing and just doing oh, way too much. I remember those. And days. so there was. And that was like scam days, too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out so, to Sujit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, you were, but this is like, the, like when it was just like a, a few of you. Yeah, well, I was one of the first yeah. original members of Scam, you know I what I'm saying? This. Along with uh, like DJ5, Vice. Yes. Um, Obi-Wan, yes. Echo. Those were the know. originators. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, the original bunch, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And you were traveling a lot. I mean, this is like at the beginning. Now, Serato had just kind of come out. Serato came out in right? 2005. Oh. Two, oh, two, I'm sorry. I bought it in 2005. Right. It came out 2004. I remember J-Love. Yeah. J-Love, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make a Boy's producer back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Miami, he... Who, he's at Dash now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What up, J-Love? DJ Ski. Mm -hmm. And dude, uh, just real quick sidebar on yeah. Serato. Uh -huh. I've, I've said this before. I'm going to reiterate, though. I mm -hmm. remember, I vividly remember the day I was moving back from Miami to L.A. Uh -huh. because I was going to work at 100.3 The Beat, right? Uh -huh. And I couldn't wait to get back to L.A. I was so excited. Love Miami. just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember J-Love was like, well, can you come by my place? Because I was living for, with J-Love for a minute and before I found my own place, right? Uh -huh. So, he, you know, he was a, a, such a great friend, another great friend that was always there and quite sober, but very, you know, very hip for being such a sober guy. Uh -huh. And I remember he was like, Scott, just come by my place. I want to show you this. This thing, you're going to have to see this. It's going to change everything. And I'm like, what is it? He's like, just come over. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, it's mysterious. Mm -hmm. Drive over. Not too far from where I was staying in Miami. I drive to his place. He's like, all right, you remember how we said we wish you could DJ on our computers and stuff, right? And I have to care. He's uh -huh. like, well, this is it. This guy's made it. Check it out. It's called Serato. Uh -huh. And I remember the box and he had it set up on like a, like a Dell computer. Uh -huh. <laughs> and dude, the first time I saw it and he had it connected and I was like, what the? It it was like seeing the iPhone for the first yeah, time. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like futuristic and just crazy. Yeah. And then I moved back to LA and I bu I bought Serato probably about two years later. Yeah, but yeah. So so you got it. That was just my little story. I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, how yeah. mystical it was. I, I, we'll, 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 we'll go back real quick. Yeah. So uh, back to the alcohol thing, and we're gonna get into the yes. Serato thing. Go ahead. Um, so the alcohol. I stopped at 40 years old because um, again during, during that dark period of time, I, I realized that. Where what am I where am I at in my DJ right. career at this point? Right. Like every time I do a gig, I gotta have six, seven shots of Patron or yeah. I gotta drink an incredible Hulk or I gotta drink What's like, an Incredible Hulk? Incredible Hulk is Hennessy and Hypnotic Holy mixed together. Shit. Yeah. <gasps> so you know Hennessy's brown and Hypnotic was blue, so you put them both together and they turn green. I remember you like uh, Hennessy and Seven Up. Hennessy like is Hennessy Seven Up, Hennessy Sprite, yeah, Hennessy Straight, yeah. <laughs> Patron is. I remember ordering you a, a Hennessy Seven Up. One yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. Real quick, did you ever get hangovers, Chalk? Massive, Massive hangovers, and you'd have especially to as I got older, my yeah. late thirties. Like yeah. I got, th th and that was another thing too. I was like, man, like this. Did is you ever get like belligerent? When you get black, did you ever get blackout drunk or a little violent? Uh, uh, it's happened a couple yeah. of times, but never violent. Um, You're just not like no, that. No, I've never seen you upset. Oh, I, I get upset. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, me too, but <laughs> but, you, but, yeah. but I've never been like violent, wow. upset over alcohol or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think God I've bless it, I've almost gotten in a couple of fights being drunk, but really? you know, but but nah, I, I'm not a, like a violent dude. No, I know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
you're oh, Pisces, I, I can bro. defend myself. I know that, you can. Best believe that. Yeah, and you but, still got all your hair, which is another fucking thing. I mean, man, <laughs> I mean, it's a little salt in there now. It's not. It's, it's, it's good though. Salt and pepper. Push it. it. Looks great. Push it real good. I mean, you don't have a receding hairline. Oh, thanks, you know what man. I mean? Me, I. My friend, it is getting a little thinner. I will say that though, my hair is getting a little thinner. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's all the way down to your like your the top of your ass, (laughs) right? I mean, these are the original dreadlocks you've been growing since how long? Uh, 24, 25 years. I can't imagine. Do you ever, do you think you're ever going to cut them? And then we'll get well, this is my second time of of, uh, having dreadlocks. I I cut them, I grew them for like two years Mm. and I cut them all off and went back to the fade thing. And, you know, I've had, I've I've always teased like I've had every hairdo a black man could have. Cornrows, afros, jerry curls. I can see you with cornrows. Finger rolls. waves. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've finger done. Waves. I've done all of it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, when I cut my dreads off, went back to the fade for a little bit, mm. and then I said, you know, I'm gonna grow dreads again. I think this is gonna be it. Yeah. You know, I'm just. I just want to wash my hair, twist my hair, and just keep it going. Man, you know you're what I'm like saying? The, uh, DJ Obi Wan Kenobi, not DJ Obi Wan. <laughs> what up, Obi Wan? When, <laughs> when I think of you as a DJ, I think of like Obi Wan Kenobi because of of just like. The force you're able to wield you oh, know, on those man. turntables, oh, man. Thank you wow, so much, dude. It's, it's like it's almost like superhuman. It's like seeing a superhero do the thing, like DJ Fuse. Uh-huh. He's oh, shout out to Fuse, yeah, man. He's with the crew. Show. I got a story about Fuse yeah. too. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that yeah, also yeah, too. But going back to the alcohol, the alcohol. again. Oh, so, real quick, so, I want to tell you about my hair. Uh huh. Go ahead. I have my friend DJ Head who who, who pointed it out real quick to me one day because we were t- we took off our baseball caps. Uh huh. And he was like, I was like, I got a receding hairline, bro. You should see. And he and he was like, Damn, sketch, you don't have a receding. You got a fucking drop top <laughs> cold as ice head yeah, but it, was, it was very accurate so now i always refer to my receding hairline as a drop, as top. A drop I mean, top take a look at it real quick here check it out i mean look at that that is look at that i mean well like, i remember you when you had hair oh, you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah i had a full so. head of uh, locks and it was very i was a very pretty man at yeah, that point yeah. a lot of girls like me yeah Even i mean guys but, like me yeah but, but i mean you, you come on man like, like you, you you rock the ball head good man i mean you know I, what I'm my mom blessed me with a nice round planet head <laughs> So thank God. But, Got the globe going I on. I kind of have like a dodo bird going on. <laughs> Not at all, yeah. man. Stop but go on. that. So back to the alcohol. So, so the alcohol again. The one of the reasons why I stopped, besides not only for it being a decade. Um, and me giving up something every decade. But it was also because I, I took myself back to the time when I first got into DJing. Ah. And what did I need? Did I Was I smoking weed then? No. Was I drinking alcohol then? No. I didn't need anything to DJ. Right. And I felt like I, had, I was at a point that anytime I was at a club, like, oh, I got to have two shots before I even started getting deep. Before, right, before, just to get warmed just up. Just to get warmed up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, man, this ain't, this, that, that's not it. Yeah. That's not it. And so I, I decided when I turned 40, that's it. I'm going to have my last drink on my birthday, which I did. And um, that was it. That, that was, was it. a wrap. I never. And did I, you need AA or no. did you have any urges or no. do you feel Cold like to, you might relapse? It, the, the, the hardest part was because I, I was still, I was a resident. I had like two residencies at the time in a club. So it was that first month yeah, was the hardest it's because, hard because you're people, getting, was, people were yes. still bringing me drinks yeah. and the bartender was still like, hey, here's your, sh- your regular shots. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm good. The usual. Yeah. The, here's, the, here's the usual. Here's your six shots before you DJ, you crazy ass. <laughs> no, I remember Vice would say he was like, uh, what did he say about that? He was like, uh, DJing is the only job that pretty much requires you to drink. <laughs> but <laughs> see, that promoters bring you stuff, and it's yeah. almost, not saying you have to drink. And being in scam, yes, I'm gonna oh tell you something, God. man. Like the promoters. <laughs> 
like like anytime a new DJ would come to their their city or whatever, promoters be like, "Yo, so you scam artists like the DJ? Let's see how you get down." And there was a couple of times, oh, man, where man. I should not have like right. partaken Played in any of that. Twice, maybe. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Yeah. I, I did. Uh, it was one time. It was a, it was a gig that yeah. was up north somewhere, and I remember the altitude was high. Like Colorado. Uh no, it wasn't Colorado. Mm. I can't. It's gonna come back to me okay. in a minute. But um, I remember like they were just saying like when you drink, be careful. But the promoter was on me. He was like, "Yo, another one, yeah, another, another one. one, another one. Let's see yeah. how how much you can handle." So down, dude. so yeah. man, like a two hour gig, I'm rocking. Everything's like I'm just like everything started getting dizzy. I'm getting dizzy and stuff. So dude, I I make it through the set right. Two hour set, boom, I'm good. I walk off the, the uh, from the from the turntables, immediately go to the bathroom, throw up wow. like I've never thrown up before. <laughs> and then that's that's when I blacked out. Whoa. I blacked out after that. I had no idea. And I'm on Serato at this time. I had no idea. I remember waking up in my room. I had no idea how I got back to my room. I had no idea on how my equipment like every, like my computer, my records and everything was it was all in my room with me. So the promoter was not only was he a, a good dude to make sure I got back to the room? But he made sure all my stuff was with right. me also Made it too. With you. And so I woke up and just like like in a panic, like oh my god, what what happened? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's then, the other part of of getting drunk and waking up when you're like, holy shit! It's like yeah. it's like you time traveled. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I and I can't remember anything, man. And like you know, as time has gone off, bits and pieces have yeah, kind of come back to come me back throughout yeah, a little day. bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But like like I wanted to avoid those type of yes. situations, and that's that's what also prompted me yeah. to to want to stop well, drinking it's a also. Memory eraser it's not a good thing and, and people are like well you know you weed you forget it's like yeah i forgot where i put my keys bro exactly it's not like i forgot <laughs> like i told my best friend to go fuck himself you know what i mean like, but see there, there has to be some discipline with that uh, yeah. some discipline with, uh, with weed also too i don't smoke before i do gigs i don't smoke before i teach i don't smoke before uh, I'm usually like, especially now because since the pandemic yeah. i don't really smoke out in public anymore right. um just because i feel like now with all these different viruses and all this crazy mm -hmm. stuff that's going on, like I gotta have all my senses Speaking about me. That, I'm vaping. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I'm vaping do your my thing. Jewel. Yeah, do your thing. But um, you know, like uh, I feel like I need to have all my senses Absolutely. when I'm outside. Be crystal clear. Be crystal clear right. and just know so I can make good judgment calls. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And not be you it's know sometimes some, 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 sometimes I think with weed, like you know, and I don't mind this, but sometimes I get like, huh, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? Right. You know, you start analyzing too much. That's Way the too thing much. about weed that that I do enjoy, which is why I only do it at yeah. home now. Yeah, See, I smoke. <laughs> before I smoke all day like that mm -hmm. I'm like snooping that sense of yeah. like I won't smoke if I'm gonna do obviously if I'm on a plane or something mm -hmm. which I don't go on very often I don't travel much uh -huh. but anytime I do it's like I know the time and place I don't just smoke because it's legal in California and LA I don't walk around with a joint I don't yeah. even like joints I smoke bong loads yeah. and vape that's it yeah. but uh, for me I have to like it's my process especially with Jewel uh -huh. I can't I can't smoke weed in the station, unfortunately. Right, right. But like, you know, I'll be editing, <laughs> mm -hmm. and with the editing, just like with DJing and drinking, it's a part of the pro. Like, I'll edit something, I'll listen, I'll play it eight hundred times, but I'll play it back, and then I take a vape hit, yeah. and then I listen to it, I take a vape. It's yeah. like a pro. It's like a. It's like a see, ebb and flow of it. But see, even for me, like mm -hmm. if I let's say if I if I record a mix, right, I have to record the mix sober. 
Right. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to it sober also, too, to make sure everything is good. Then after I make sure everything is good, then I'll listen back to it. A little like, high. And I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I kind of did my thing Isn't on this that mix. crazy, too, you know? when you listen back to it and you're like, damn, that does sound pretty good. You know, like yeah. I'll hear some of my old imaging, even intros I've done back in the day for other DJs mm-hmm. from way, like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And I'm like... I made that. Of course, I was drinking and doing crazy amounts of fucking party favors. Yeah. Like, everything's a blur. I mean, I'm surprised I'm still alive, my friend. But like, dude, I'm not gonna get into a bunch of stories, but I have a lot of stories about you. Sketch. Oh my god, bro! I mean, it's insanity. the The amount of just crazy behavior and getting wasted. I, I remember, you know, Please, if you don't mind me, indulge me. Okay, so there was one time. Here we go. This is when this is when the ecstasy first came oh out. Oh my god! It was like a popular thing, and I. And just just for, just for the record, I've never done any drug. Yeah, I remember I gave you some and you lost it. No, no, no. Yeah, I lost yeah, it. I and, you and, lost and, it in Miami. I lost it in Miami. Exactly. Which Winter was, music was, conference. Yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you that story yeah, too. So. I remember when XD first came out and like it was all the rage and everybody was doing it and, and I've never done any drug outside of weed. I've never done mushrooms. I've never done I've yeah. never done acid. Yeah. I've never done uh DMT. You haven't done chemical synthetic drugs. None right? of that. No coke, is, no yeah. none of that crack. All, none of that no stuff. crack. I've never done crack or heroin. I remember you invited me to your house and like we're having this like get oh, together yeah, with a bunch dude. of people, man, come over and I dude I just remember walking into your house sketch. Yeah. And every, everybody was was on it. Everybody was just doing rolling, something. Rolling. Yeah, they, they, they call it rolling. Yeah. So everybody was just doing something crazy. And I just remember I walked in there sober. I was probably high at the time yeah, when I walked yeah. in off weed or whatever. But I was the sober is one of us all. That's yeah. Right, yeah. But I walked in. I just saw everybody kind of acting like like different. Yeah, just yeah. crazy. And, 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 like and the thing was, and the thing was, is that everybody that was in there, I knew yeah, everybody. Yeah. And so from the see, station. Yeah. So to see them all acting I, the way I, that they were on ecstasy, I was like, oh no, I'm never doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's definitely a drug that, uh, especially back then, because Molly nowadays is more pure mm-hmm. in the sense it doesn't have all the side crazy shit in it mm-hmm. but now you got to worry about fentanyl and all that shit yeah man I don't, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't fuck with it at i don't all fuck anymore, with none of that shit i remember getting a, a lot but, of e but the ecstasy you yeah. gave me yeah and i took to miami this is when i was married yeah and um I, my 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 ex-wife um she had it yeah. in, in her in her I gave pocket two of them she gave me two of them yeah. gave me two it was gonna be one for me one for her and um, she put it in her pocket in her shorts, and then we went and got in the ocean and in, in the water and swam, and they dissolved oh, in her pocket. And when when she, and because we were going to try it, yeah. And then she went in her pocket. She goes, they dissolved. I said, you know what? That's a sign. Yeah, I remember you said I go, that. I go, that's a sign that we shouldn't be doing this shit. <laughs> you know, and, it's probably better. She, and, and, you would have had a good time, though. Yeah, yeah I, would, I probably would have. You probably would have like had some sensual lovemaking that night. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that happens without that, it. That's so, you the know. beauty of, of E and Molly. It does bring out the, it lowers the inhibitions in a different way of the serotonin being released Oh, look at you, you. And know. that's what makes you feel high. So really, it's not the ecstasy or the Molly getting you high. It's the fact of the chemical releasing the serotonin in your brain that's making you high and well, then once that runs out then you feel like shit well, then you're depressed well see that's the thing that's why i'm glad i never yeah, I'm did glad it you didn't i'm either. glad i never did i'm it, sorry man. for trying to be a bad influence no <laughs> man hey man we were all young and being experimental yeah. at that time so yeah it happens but it man. was exciting but, it was a part of growing up. Yeah. but another thing also too that, that that prompts me to like not do certain things certain drugs or whatever and to give up like certain things at, at different times my dad never smoked a drink really 
He was completely sober his sober whole life. Sober the wow. entire life. I think he tried it at a young age and just didn't like it. I just it. picture your pops having a, a, a cup of... Now, my know, mom was a different story. My, my mom, mom was my, too. My mom yeah. used to drink right. drink beer and she smoked cigarettes. Oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? There were no hard drugs or nothing like really? that, but, but alcohol was definitely... Yeah, but those two drugs combined is rough enough. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. A, it, they're, and they go hand in hand. Yeah. Literally. Like, they're made for each other. Yeah. Like the yin and the yang of, of legal drugs. Yeah. Cigarettes for me... After vaping Jewel, mm-hmm. and I got it from Chappelle. I'm mm-hmm. not personally. I saw him on on his Netflix special, yeah, yeah. and he had a, a. I was like, "What is that fucking thing he keeps hitting?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "So I kicked her in the pussy." Yeah. And then he like took a vape hit, and I'm like, "What is that fucking thing?" And I'm afraid there's not enough stovetop stuffing for everybody. So I kicked her in the pussy. Bam, ladies and gentlemen. I told you what I was gonna say, and you still didn't see it coming. And I went to a vape shop, and I'm all, what is that thing Chappelle is vaping? I pulled up my phone. I'm all, watch. And he's all, oh, that's a jewel. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I want one of those. <laughs> and I hit it, and I remember I, I took about a week. I, I tried. I would get me dizzy and lightheaded fast. Yeah. But I tried to go back to cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do I, it. It just tastes so disgusting to me. I was yeah. like, oh, I can't believe I smoked cigarettes for like a decade and a half almost. Yeah. I never smoked cigarettes either. Really? I tried. I, I stole one of my mom's cigarettes when I was like 12, 13 years old. Oh, no. Um, Benson Hedges. Benson the Hedges. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's exactly oh what she smoked. That's exactly what she smoked, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. And so I stole one and then went back to the backyard, tried to smoke it, and I was like, oh my God, it's like the worst thing I've right. ever like tasted in my life, and I, I swore I'd never do it, yeah. and I never did. Never tried it after that. Yeah. I, you know, even like if someone rolls like a euro for me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like if it's like a weed and tobacco. A fucking ale, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't smoke those either. Yeah, yeah, those are rough, those man. Either. Those will blast you into orbit oh, yeah. real I'm, fast, I'm dude. good on all that yeah. tobacco stuff, it's man. It's too much, dude. The combination of weed and tobacco is very intense, mm-hmm. for sure. It's like putting like espresso in espresso. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so... Um, we're out, we're kind of running out of time here, Mister Chalk. So we're already in an hour, and I got to start my actual uh, iHeart shift. Oh man! Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's so much more to get to. I mean, I will say this, man. Um, I want to talk. I, I, go ahead. I, I've been I've been DJing for a long time, yes. and I've been blessed now to Hats find a, to a, another hustle as far as teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've been I've been teaching for 17 years now. Let's uh, talk about the school real, uh, the institute real yeah, quick. Yeah, the institute. In, um, I started off at Scratch Academy in 2005. Yeah, um, teaching, but I had taught a little bit, like some private lessons, before actually being approached by Scratch Academy. And so I had a little experience of teaching, but not a lot. But, but I really learned how to teach and understand how to present things to people who know nothing about DJing at all right. and have them understand it. Yeah, where from can, the very, very basic. Yeah, like I had to go back and re-engineer everything. No, yeah, I had man. to go back and like, kind of like, okay, what is it that I'm doing? You know what I'm saying? What, how can I even explain this? you're a professor. Yeah. You're I'm a, Professor Chalk. I'm Professor Chalk now, yeah. I mean, and it's crazy how Mr. Chalk goes hand in hand with you being the teacher, Mr. Chalk. I mean, it's yeah. great. I mean, you could be Mr. Thur- I'm can we say that, Mr. Yeah, Thurston? Yeah, you can say that okay? yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Mr. Thurston's so such a sexy sounding name <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, I wanted to quickly ask you just in regards to the different the different groups that you, you Jurassic Five, right? You were part of Jurassic Five. No, 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 no. You no, were, no. But you DJed with them, didn't no, you? No, I, 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 we've just done a bunch of shows together. Shows together. But, but those are all my. That's Was my it family. Junkies and yes, Jurassic Five. Yeah, Junkies and Jurassic Five. 
So I'm, I'm a member of the Beat Junkies since '95. I see. We actually just celebrated our 30 year anniversary. Yeah, uh, congratulations, of the man. And we actually just celebrated five years of our school actually being open, also too, uh, which is the Beat Junkie yeah, Institute of Sound. sound. Yeah. Glend- Where is that? Glendale, California. Okay. Right off of San I Fernando. I want to go there and just please, check it out. Please, if you if you're interested, I'll in, wear my uh, mask and everything. If you're interested in learning how to DJ or how to get better at DJing, if you already have a little bit of experience, come see us. We'll take care of you guys and, yeah. and make sure I you guys think are you good. Could probably teach all me to be all ages too. You know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. not all ages, but you know, like up to like eight, eight years up, eight years old and up. Here's a good question: mm-hmm. youngest student you've had, oldest student you've had since you've opened. Ooh. Uh, youngest student I've had, it's probably seven or eight years old. Wow. Yeah, and oldest, I'll say maybe like uh, sixty-five. Dope. Yeah, and they and obviously the youngster never DJ, but the sixty-five-year-old did they have? Yeah, any like, experience? like pretty much like. Um, or are they just starting like a baby? Well, the older DJs who come in sometimes they these are the DJs that used to like DJ in college or whatever, and like and then they end up getting a family, right. like raising start raising a family, become and, accountants, yeah, right. become accountants, yeah. and find another profession, right? And uh, then they eventually come to come back. I, mean, I used to do this in my college days. Yeah, I, yeah. I still got it, you know. Saying, I'm gonna so. show you guys what's up. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Have you ever gotten any of those guys? Any students? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always show you up. Yeah, but then they they come in and they learn like, oh, I got a lot to learn. Yeah. Yes, you do. That's especially, why you're here. Especially you know what I'm Mr. Chalk is in charge. Yeah did, yeah. did you volunteer or how did you become the the professor, the one to teach? Obviously, it's not you, the only one teaching. There's no uh, DJ uh, so, Rhythmatics there too, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole Beach Junkie the crew. So, so myself and Babu are pretty much are the the main instructors gotcha. at the at the Beat Junkie Institute Institute of Sound. Right. Um, we're there pretty much every day. But my question is. Uh, how did who voted you or do you guys vote do you guys go who's gonna teach who do you know well think I, again like teacher? like again my, my teaching started in 2005 at scratch academy so i had 11 years experience so you already had a little bit i had 11 on. years experience when we decided to make our own school mm. and when we decided that i was still at scratch academy at the time so we started talking about our school at the end of 2015 mm. and uh, we said yeah why don't we make a school and so i was like yeah you know like and I, me, I'm just thinking like, oh yeah, we're just throwing ideas against the wall, right. and like if it comes, if it comes to that, we'll, we'll eventually crazy, we'll make a man. school. And then you find a but, building but, and but, all but, that. But, but then the guys are really gung ho about it, and yeah. it's like, well, all me, like, so what's up, man? You want to do this? You want to do this? And we know you got a job already at the Scratch Academy, but you know, once we get our school, you're gonna have to leave there and come over here. And I was like. Uh-huh. Mm, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, like, like. Well, you had to kind of weigh it out. I, I, well, just, just because, again, like right. I had, I had. I had a job. Yeah, I, had, I had a set. title. I was you set. set. You know up, what I'm saying? Right. So and this is a whole new, unknown, uncharted territory. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, the opportunity to work with my brothers that I've been rocking with. Let's shout out the Boot Junkies. Yeah, right? of course. Name by name. One by one. Man, so many of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. J-Rock, Mellow D, D-Styles, Shortcut, Babu, Redmatic, Icy Ice, Havoc, Curse, and yours truly. There Mr. it Chalk. is. There it is. Is it 10? It's 10 of us now. We started off with 13. Wow. It's like it's 10 of us now. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Other yeah. people went their own ways. Yeah, so I mean, good. well, everyone's just like, you know, life takes over. Of like course. families yeah, and, yeah. you know, other occupations but or man, whatever. But Junkies has been around for how long? 30 years now. 30 years. 30 years now. I mean, started that's, in 1992 that's three by decades, Jay by the way. Yeah. I just yeah. like saying that yeah, it makes me sound decades. like I went to college, <laughs> but I didn't. But um, yeah, you know, like they, um, uh, at the end of 2015, we started talking about it, and then 2016, it started becoming more of a reality. Like, okay, let's let's sit down. Like, like, how do you get the building? 
or the we, room. we just went and just started like just scouting searching, out. Scouting out. And wow. you know, and I had to be careful because again, yeah. I had a job at Scratch Academy. And so, so you're kind of like side busting a little bit. Yeah, I know. A little moonlighting, if you will. Moonlighting. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like doing a little of that. And, uh, uh, it's always a, a, a kind of a guilty feeling, but at the same it time, it was a guilty feeling. But at the radio. same time, like I, I didn't know what it was going to turn into, so I, I was definitely like again the opportunity to work with my brothers and some of my best friends on in the, on this planet. Like yeah, yeah let's man. let's try That's to let's your family, do it. Your, your chosen family. exactly, exactly. Yes, so when we finally found the building mm. and um and we made the decision to go ahead and and you know make it happen, uh now the decision was on me. Like how am I going to leave this job? that I'm pretty much the boss of. How did they take it? Uh, it wasn't taken. I mean, it was taken, you know, at the, they, at, at the same time, what was happening in my life is that my I was getting ready to be a grandfather, too. I know. I was Congratulations actually, on I, that, too, Yeah, man. thank you. I, and Even I was, though you don't look like a grandfather. <laughs> I, I was getting ready to be a grandfather. I was getting ready to move from the place where I was staying at at the time. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's, it's time to, it's time for change. I see these things happening. Like, everything was, on, the writing was on the wall. It's time for me to leave this school. It's time to go build and, and have something for myself. Be an owner. Be a boss. You know, and I was a boss at scratch also too you've always been a boss but i wanted to be an owner you're officially a boss though and an owner <laughs> god bless um, it man and i want to ask you before we wrap up completely yeah. and there's so much more i want to talk to you about but yeah. let's go all the way back to the beginning mm -hmm. that we never got a chance to really sum up okay who besides the bakers and you being part of the b-boy crew back in bakersfield and all that what was it that got you to power? Who was it? The Bakers getting doing Friday Night Flavors and you being friends with them that ultimately got you. Baker the job? Boys co-signed for us. Yes, um, but it was um, myself and C minus. We were working at uh, the station called KKXX in Bakersfield. We were working at another station uh, called Power fourteen ninety in Arizona. So we would wow. have to do. Um, shifts on the weekend at KKXX in Bakersfield, and then we would record right. a mix for. Uh, Power 1490, Boogie right. D, shout out to Boogie D. Right. Boogie D and Bruce St. James, who was the music director at Power yeah. who was the music director yeah. at Power 106 at the time, Bruce. used to work with Boogie D. Yeah. And so Boogie D slid Bruce St. James one of our tapes. Ah. And from there, ah. Bruce St. James and Michelle Mercer asked for a meeting with us. They sat down with a dinner with us. They tried us out in the mix. And um and then uh yeah, that was in November of ninety four. Wow. Um and then we tried out, and they liked us, and they, they invited us back to come back and do, um, I think they were just getting ready to start the Cali Caliente Mix Weekends. Damn. And um, they invited us to come back to do that. Well, I wasn't a part of the conversation, and I love my brother C-Minus, but I got to tell the story. So C-Minus had kind of answered for both of us, like, well, no, it's the holidays. We're not going to be able to uh, oh. make it down for that. You know, because you know, like because like we were both newly new fathers at the time, oh, also yes, too. Yes. So he wanted to spend time with his son. I wanted to spend time with my kid, and and with my my my, my son at the time because um, my daughter was was barely on the way. Right. Um. But I was I was so upset with that because it's like yo, you answered for both of us. Right. So then when we called back to power to Michelle Mercer, uh -huh. she was like, uh, no, we're good, we're good, we're gonna we're we already because we turned shot. down the opportunity. Wow. And so I was like, no, we just did not just f just fuck up our so dream then job what, opportunity. How does it come back? Oh my god. So <laughs> then I said, you know what, I'm gonna become a pest, and so that's what I did. So then what I did, I took all of our air checks, all of our air checks, and I combined one of the best 
air check tapes I could possibly make. And this is before Pro Tools and all the yes. computer. You're yes. editing on what? What did you edit? Um, reel to reel? I would think I was doing reel to reel. Yeah, wax shit. pencil. Wax God, pencil. Splice it, brother. I was getting my splice on. I got that <laughs> where I started at. Man. Wax pencil and tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. And, um, and so I put together like this five-minute presentation air check for us of me and C minus and I sent to Michelle Mercer again hoping and praying to God that she would give us another opportunity and, then, and when she got the tape she loved it she, she, she hit us back, back but she didn't wanted to hire she, see the thing is when we first tried out we were just going to be hired as mixers DJs uh, which is, uh, which and is, you wanted to be on air no, oh. I was just wanted to be hired as a DJ. Oh. I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but you know, I had on-air personality experience. Sure. So I was like, uh, you know what? Let me put something else together for her and send her this, and maybe she'll wow. want to like mess with us. And so when she, she went the extra mile, yeah. So she, when she got the tape, she was like, "I love the tape. We are looking for um, some more personalities, so you can come and do overnights." But we weren't mixing, mm-hmm. so we were not. Power mixers. So we see. were never hired as power mixers. Wow. We were hired as on air personalities. But then eventually you started DJing on. Yeah, air. because they knew we, right. we could mix. And then also you took too. over Friday Night Flavors. Yep. And that was that's when I got there. Yeah. When I got there, well, the Bakers were still. They were doing. Well, remember yeah. Friday Night Flavors used to be the Baker Boys and then Funkmaster Flex. Right. So yes. it'd, be folk, it'd be well, Baker Boys. Would Another be, guy who doesn't age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> what up, Flex? Un, it's eerie. <laughs> it's just eerie at this. So, point. so Baker Boys would do what ten to twelve, and I think uh, Funkmaster Flex would do twelve to two or something like that, twelve to one yep. maybe. But it was a pre-recorded mix, yeah. oh. and the thing was that at the time, Flex's mix wasn't connecting with. The LA community, and at this time, like LA underground hip hop was right. was bubbling. It was super. It was, it was bubbling. Mystical, it, 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 was, it was it was the groups that yeah. were coming through, like the visionaries. Yeah. We're Mexican Islander, Euro African Asian. Celebrate creator before creation. Division, we're erasing. Dilated people. Dilated. Words come to words, my peoples come first. I got worldwide family all over the earth, and I worry about them all for whatever it's worth. Uh, Jurassic Five. Yeah. We take it back to the days of yes, Charlin. We're holding on to what's golden. Were groups that were like yeah. not being right the, the spotlight wasn't put on them right. because again like this mix was that, that flex was doing it was a good mix but it was all yeah. new york yeah, underground hip hop yeah nothing wrong with Jay that through the damage yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. exactly you got a freaky 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 flow control the mic like fidel castro they wanted something more local to spotlight for our demographic for, for our demographic yeah. for la mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so that's what we did myself and c minus when they brought us on after yeah. they took flex off we started like you know fat beats was you like tailored the main... it to la exactly and it worked exactly it did work and man. it worked and you, yeah. and you were there for such a a solid run and i was sad when you left eight, eight years eight Eight, they eight, eight years of Friday Night Flavors, yeah. 11 years of of just being an employee at Power 106, an on-air personality, and uh, six years being in a primetime slot, meaning from 2000 to 2006, I was doing the, pretty much four hours a day yeah. on the air. So I'd be on from like 12 to 2 with Kool-Aid, yeah. and then that turned into like 12 to 2 with um, Yessi, yes. Yessi Ortiz. Uh, shout out to both of those ladies. It was a pleasure working with both of them, yeah. those queens. Yeah. And uh, and then I went to, and then I would do, so I would do that. Uh, well, well, let's take it back a little bit. So, 99, I was still doing overnights and I was working. I would do uh, 10 to 12, the Doobie Mix mm. uh, with Sun Doobie, who used to be on at nights, 10 to 12. And then 12 to 6, I would do overnights, and, uh, just on air. 
Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Steele, when he got there, oh, yeah. he came in, and I, I remember he came in and, and watched my whole two-hour mix. He sat, came in and sat in the mix room yeah. and watched my whole two-hour mix and just was watching me the entire time. Yep. And then like after the after the mix, he was like, you know what? We're going to move you. We're going to put you somewhere else where you can really get the, the light you need. Wow. And, 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 and shout out to Jimmy Steele, man, because he saw something that I didn't even see in myself at that time. He saw something in me, yeah. that, and, and he made me... Um, pretty much the star power at that time, as far as at least the star mixer. Right, right. I'll the say, star mixer, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, I would do the twelve to two with uh, Kool Aid, and then later on Yessi, and then I would be on with the Goodfellas and Tito mm-hmm. from five to seven yeah. every day. So I was doing four hours of mixing a I day mean, for like on six vinyl. years on vinyl. On vinyl. On vinyl. The last that. year was on Serato. Right. Um, so that last year from 2005 it to 2006, yeah, yeah, it just came out. But dude, you really put in the work, man. And not only yeah. that, but I wanted to say like, uh, when you left, I remember they, we didn't take your name off the door for like a year. I remember Word. Mr. Chalk stayed there. The name, the name plates. Remember uh-huh. they just kind of redid the building. Yeah, they redid yeah, yeah. the building every few years. Yeah, 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 but yeah, like yeah. this, the last time, right before you left, uh-huh. they redid the building and then you left. And I remember, I remember E-Man was like, like I was like, oh man, Mr. Chalk's name. He's like, yeah, just leave it. We're just gonna leave it. Like, wow. leave it. I remember everybody's like, don't touch that. It's like that sacrament. You can't fucking touch it. And eventually they took it down. I think once we switched, they switched sides. Yeah. They, took, oh, they, they yeah. went to the other side of the building, yeah. and then that whole thing got taken. But, but, that but, name stayed there, bro. But but I'm grateful for yeah. my experience with, with everybody I worked with, and my experience at Power 106. It definitely helped yeah. shape and mold me into the DJ that I am today. Being on that platform and, and performing reinventing myself on an everyday basis as far as DJing and mixing was was definitely a challenge but I'm definitely glad that I experienced that at my young age because who I am now as a teacher and still as, as a DJ um, has definitely taken me to another level and my confidence and, and you know I'm my, I'm still very humble yeah, yeah, but I'm confident are, on, what, on who I am and what, what I do and, and what I could bring yeah. to any table uh, that that um, I'm pulled up to, you know, and what I'm any turntable, any turntable, exactly. Man, Pun my intended. friend, you are uh, <laughs> you. You've done quite a bit in your uh, still ongoing adventure of life. Yeah, and and not only being at power and DJing for as long as you have, but also being my friend for quite a long time. Man, as well, man, man. Which, and, which again. And, and, and I, appreciate I, I appreciate that also too because I could just you know a couple of years ago two or three years ago I called Sketch just to like hey man I need an intro for a podcast that we're doing with the Beat Junkies and can you do that he was like no problem live from the Beat Junkie Institute of Sound the Building Better DJs podcast with the Beat Junkies there you go made us the, pod, made us the intro boom here you and go and I don't do that for everybody anymore I don't even do the <laughs> intros anymore I took the whole intro man LLC I dissolved it because it just wasn't I wasn't making enough money yeah. and I, I don't make intros in 2010 is when I started it and I'd been making intros for a few years prior to that you know for Vice for you for yeah. Echo and all that yeah. but I remember I didn't really make it a thing until 2010 mm-hmm. and I made it official mm-hmm. and then the Sketchomatic the intro man became like a, its own little business but then after a while, like, you know, I, I pretty much made de- intros for almost every DJ that knew of me. Right. And by this point, they were just like, no, we're just using the same one you made for me like 10 years ago. Oh, damn. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> right. But then I started working here and then I started doing more, you know, production elsewhere. Uh-huh. But paying for an LLC every year is not cheap. Oh, we know. And getting out of it. <laughs> I've never been married, but getting out of it is like going through a divorce. I know it's, that too. It's <laughs> but Mr. Chalk. 
it's such a pleasure to have you on, and I, I hate to have to wrap this up, but I have hey. to go and do my actual regular job. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, it is a pleasure to know you, Sketch, you and too. to see you and to see your growth and see how you've evolved into the, the man you are that's Thank sitting you. in front of me today, yes. man. You've always been an amazing talent, an amazing friend. Thank you. And uh, I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Likewise. And, man. Uh, I'm man, fortunate. And, and, I, sure. I, and I'm, I'm applauding you. Uh, from the sidelines all the time and every time I see something that's great that's happening for you man I'm just like yeah that's my man same here man I because see you're, 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 there's, there's the no better voiceover dude in the in the, in the in the business you guys I'm gonna tell you guys this right now as far as like just production pre-production imaging all that this is the man right here Sketch-O-Matic man Thank love you. you brother Mr. Chalk yeah friends for for life homies for life brothers bro. for life man and uh, yeah. family for life bro. yeah for I'm sure. always gonna be there for you no matter how much time goes between us yeah I'm only I'm only I'm right near the water tower here man yep. so I'm gonna, come, I'm gonna come and hang yeah, out. Just come through. Let's go grab some poquito mas. Or yeah, something, let's know? make it happen. Um, but Mr. Chuck, <laughs> in, in in closing and to sum up, any closing words of wisdom you want to share? Um, just know that whoever you are today, you could always reinvent yourself. You could always start over. It's never too late. Um, and just believe in yourself, man. Love yourself. Keep your faith in God. Keep your feet on the ground, mm. and just be grateful for the people that you have in your life because. Man, things happen really, really Real fast quick. sometimes, and um, you just got to know how to, you got to be able to recover from these things when they happen, but, right. you know, be grateful for the people in your life, be grateful for your family, and just, just be just be good, man. Just be a good person. That's there all there is, is to it, all right? I want to hear that story about DJ Fuse, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely will <laughs> tell you Would you come back story. for another episode, Of course possibly? I will. Okay. Of course I will. Thank yeah. you, man. Mr. Chalk, I love you, bro. Love you too, Sketch. All right, right well, up, man. Until next time. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. Oh, good for you. And how was it? The Sketchomatic Show. Hey, too much information and shit, man. Shut your mouth, SA. Okay, bye. Woo.